Yeah, we had Christmas was 65. No, it was 70 degrees. The day before it was like 50. So it kind of felt like Christmas on Christmas Eve. And then it didn't feel like Christmas at all. Mm. And then since then, it's been in the mid 80s up until today where it's in the mid 70s. And then tomorrow it's 52. Yeah, tomorrow I haven't looked at the weather, but I saw something that says that uh, Blizzard Beach will be closed tomorrow due to cold weather. Wow. It's like, but it's 80 something today. <laughs> well, you can go today. Dance, monkey, dance. This week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Yay, that shit show 2021 is behind us. Yeah, now it's 2022. Yeah. Is it a sequel a to 2020? Show. Is that where they're calling it 2022? Yes. Oh, okay. Because 2021.2 <laughs> would have made the computers freak out like Y2K. That's so. right. So, yeah. So did you stay up for the ball drop or were you in bed by nine? Um, I, I stayed up. Yeah. I was kind of flipping channels all night. Tried to watch the train wreck with Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson, but gave on that, gave up on that pretty quick. You didn't stick around for the, the costume malfunction? No, I did not. No. No. Not at all. You always know something's up when the when the singer leaves the stage while they're still playing a song and they cut to a wide and it's like, yep. what is going on? Oh, look, she's got a different costume on now. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, did you see the Journey cover band that they had on um, on on Ryan Seacrest? I did not. <laughs> I was watching. I think I was watching. Anderson Cooper at the time. Oh, that shit show, that train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's horrible. But <laughs> I was slipping between that, and I don't even think I turned on Ryan Seacrest. Oh, that was the main one that we had on most of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, because there are Puerto Ricans in the house, there were there was a huge like, hey, they're going to show the ball drop in Puerto Rico, which oh, because because they're an hour ahead of us. So they cut to Puerto Rico and some dude sings a couple songs and then they're like, all right, we're going to count down five, four, three, two, one. They cut to the local news. Like what? Like they didn't because it happened at midnight and like, like if the Ryan Seacrest thing is at 11 o'clock, they cut to local news. So they didn't even go back afterwards. Oh my God. So there was a little, there were some pissed off people in the house that like, you know, Hey, we're and it was it was so touted as like, hey, we're gonna show like the Hispanic New Year in Puerto Rico. It's gonna be great, and we're gonna count it down. Well, no, you got to one, and then that was it. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, 
the CNN one is always interesting to see how drunk these these so-called professionals get. Yeah. <laughs> because it's pretty much everybody who they cut to was just shit-faced. Oh, I heard the guy from the oh, what's his name, Andy Cohn. Andy Cohn was just like totally out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I I I maybe Anderson Cooper just doesn't give a shit anymore. But Andy just keeps feeding him drinks, and they're always different things. You yeah. know, it's tequila, it's vodka, it's this, it's that. And he just stands there and keeps taking it and gets, you know, to the point where you can't understand him. I mean, do you... but I really, I, I really think everybody at CNN was drunk that night. Well, you saw the names of the people that were coming across the bottom I was of the screen, just going right? to say that, yeah. that, that, you know, they were getting tweets from Ben Dover yep. and Dick Dixie Normus <laughs> and Mike Oxlong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the the tweets weren't obscene. No, just the, just the usernames, you know. Nope. So yeah, it was it was yeah, it was what it was. I just think that CNN doesn't think that anybody's really gonna watch them. That they've got to be on the air anyway. So fuck it, make it fun. I guess. <laughs> I guess whatever. Yeah. So it's over. It's a new year. Did you Yay. do all the new year stuff? Did you bury pennies or whatever that custom is? Uh, I th- I threw pennies out the front door. There you go. Did you eat the the beans or whatever? Oh God, no! no. <laughs> black eye, black eyed peas. Black eyed no. peas. No. No, it's nasty shit. I figured you probably lived in the South long enough to adopt that one. Oh no! No no no! <laughs> nope. Still don't still don't eat gator or grits. Yeah, yeah, I've never had grits. I don't understand that at all. No. Nope. But yeah, and you know there was some neighborhood fireworks going off. <laughs> Our fireworks started at six p.m. Ooh. And did not end until two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah, there. And so, like on Facebook, on all the local pages, you get all these older women that get on, plead with the assholes that are like, "Look, I have dogs that." go absolutely apeshit or my son just returned from service and he has PTSD. Could you please like tone it down? And they're all like, fuck you. (laughs) And it's like, I understand her sentiment. Like I understand what they're trying to do with those posts, but these are the same people that don't want to get vaccinated and it's all about their freedom in America and they're not going to change for you nothing that you say is going to get them to change their mind. So it's just always heartbreaking every year because they're really pleading with people. Like I have, I have the situation there like, fuck you lady. And it's like, all right, whatever. Well, but I mean, seriously, I mean, do they really think people are going to just not have their fun because of your animals? No. And I get it. And I'm not, I'm, I don't have any pets. I, I'm tired of the fireworks at 4 a.m. <laughs> by these short-term renters around here, but yeah. still. Well, no, and that's that was the point everybody was trying to make, is that, like, like they're, they're, they are of the mindset of, like, you can't tell me what to do. 
Mm-hmm. I've bought these and, and fuck you. I don't care who it bothers or whatever. And like, like Charleston is a weird, this area is a weird, like conglomeration of like ex military people. Cause we have the Naval base and we have the air force base here. And like, you get a lot of like wounded warrior and, and people like that, that have been in the military and have psychological issues are in the area. And so there is like a real concerted effort by wounded warrior and a couple other organizations of like, these people have fought for you. They are now traumatized. Please don't fire off your fireworks because it fucks with them in particular. So if it's that important, why isn't wounded warrior petitioning the government to ban firework sales? I don't, maybe they are. I don't know. Because I mean, you can buy the shit in the goddamn grocery store. Yeah, we get these big, like shipping containers that show up at certain places that have flip-up windows. Yep. That sell them on the side of the road at at New Year's and Fourth of July. Yeah, it's quick money. Yeah. And as we've learned from the past year, that's all that matters in this country. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, good times. Well, you know, it doesn't matter until everybody's been sick. And then, you know. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, 400,000 cases a day now. You know, that's back to where we were. But it's not as serious, so it's okay. Yeah, I know. I've heard that. It doesn't matter. My, ah, fuck it, I'll tell the story anyway. My father said something that kind of pissed me off the other day. We have a weekly Zoom family oh, still? together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still wow. going on. And wow. so he made a comment about the media scaring people. And my my middle sister and I have very similar outlooks on on politics and and we're pretty much the only ones that, that are left leaning in the family. And mm-hmm. so he then made the comment of like, everybody just needs to get this. It'll just be a little cold and it'll be over. And my sister, who is usually kind of reserved, snapped up and said, the problem is they're not all just going to get a cold. And what you're saying is you want people to die so that you could go back to what you want to do. And I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to get involved, but bravo. Like, but, but that's the mentality is like, it's just going to be a little cold. Well, no, not everybody does that. Right. That's not for everybody. And this is a dude that is vaccinated and still got COVID. Still had to go through it. Right. So I, I don't understand the mindset of that. I, I don't understand how people who you think are smart have are asinine just, yes. opinions on shit. Yeah. Yes. Look, we're all just as tired of this shit. And like, you know, if people get vaccinated and boosted and all that kind of shit, we wouldn't have to worry about getting sick. Mm-hmm. But no, no, America. Yep. You know, wear your damn mask into the grocery store. Yep. <laughs> yep. Don't wear shirts that, that fuck with, you know, people's beliefs or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to a new new year all the all the 
possibilities, all the potential. Yeah. And then in, you know, 365 days, we'll be having the same conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just how it works. Yeah, probably. But maybe 2021 took all of the shittiness with it, right? You got to be hopeful, right? Well, 2021 took Betty White. That's right. That's right. We've we've talked about Betty White quite a bit. We have, and it was a big surprise. Yeah. I was on a plane when it happened. Yeah, I I looked up. So I was on. I think I was on Reddit, and it popped up as TMZ says, and I was like, "Well, it's fucking TMZ. So what the fuck do they know?" Right. And then I started looking at other news sources, and I was like, "Oh, damn! Three weeks shy of a hundred. Um, they were going to do a big birthday celebration in like movie theaters. I guess some apparently kind of like they thing, still and they're still going to do it. They're, I guess it's yeah. going to turn into a memorial thing. Yep. Which I mean just proves how beloved she was. I mean, there's there there's all kinds of like memes and stuff about her, but like when you look back at her career and the things she did, and like she was a female producer back in like the '60s, which is was unheard mm-hmm. of, and like the the path that she's kind of like blazed for herself is like very commendable and it just shows you like I'm sure the Oscars will do a big thing for her and you know you think so you don't think that like yeah. like the in memoriam th- thing will be like ended with like All a big shot of her and like they'll do a standing ovation for her well I mean now all four golden girls are dead I know there's nobody alive from that show how sad is and that? isn't the entire cast of Mary Tyler Moore dead now his last year was Ed Asner, Cloris Leachman, uh, Gavin McLeod, now Betty White. Mary's dead. Ted's dead. Georgette's dead. Um, Rhoda's dead. <laughs> Rhoda's mother's dead. <laughs> John Amos. Is he alive? I thought John Amos was alive. He was, he was only on 14 episodes, though. Does Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was like the sports caster. Yeah, sports he's, writer. He's still alive. But the main cast, okay. the the main the principal cast is gone. Yep. Another sad time. Another piece of your childhood gone. I know. Damn it. I mean, I remember watching the Golden Girls as a kid and it was always like these three over the hill women and their elderly mother. And now it doesn't seem so old. Right. Makes me feel old, damn it. But yeah, I mean, 99 is a good long, good long haul. So apparently she said that her, the secret to her, her, um, I don't want to say, I guess the secret to her health was that she kept busy. Is that, that's what, like yeah. her takeaway was as long as you keep busy and you don't allow yourself to feel old then you your body doesn't give out or whatever I don't remember what the mm-hmm. exact quote was but I guess she was like super involved with animals uh, oh big time yeah, yeah. that was the, like her two th- in one of the interviews was my two big loves is acting and, and animals but yeah 99 I could only hope to match that I know right 
it's kind of scary that you live to be 99 years old and people think you've gone too soon. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really making an impact. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's such a tragedy. No, she was 99. Tragedy is right. dead at 30. Like, right. Like she, she got to do everything she wanted to do, so I don't know what the fuck you guys are all talking about. Yep. Oh, poor Betty. Ryan Reynolds will never be the same. Oh, I know. Poor guy. I'm assuming, like, she didn't die of, like, COVID or anything. I'm assuming it was natural. I would assume so. It was weird. I I have, like, a little magazine app on my phone, and most of it's clickbait, I have found out. Yeah. But one of them was, like, you know, the world mourns Betty White. Now that now the cause of death has been revealed, I'm like, oh, what could that be? <laughs> And there, and there was nothing in the article about it. Of course not. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, there is a a very like well searched Betty White's cause of death. Let's see. Mm, Lingerie actress beloved for her comedic chops and animal rights activism passed away at her home due to natural causes. Yeah. According to, I mean, at 99, I think everything is a natural cause, though. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I think one of the great things about Betty White was she didn't seem to have any. What's the word? She she wasn't afraid to try anything. No. Like, it seemed like like, you know, she did that um, that Snickers commercial where they they tackle her. I'm sure that wasn't her, but like, you know, she, she wasn't, she wasn't one of those, those actors who were like, well, no, that's beneath me. Yeah. Like she, she always felt like, oh, it's a good story and it's funny. Okay. I'll do it. Well, and it's like, she was on television for how many decades, seven, eight decades. It was like an 80 year career. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty damn amazing. Uh, in in honor of her passing, Saturday Night Live reran her uh, her episode. Right. And I would strongly encourage everybody to go check it out. You can find the clips on the SNL page on YouTube. I'm sure you can still watch it on demand. But yeah, um, and apparently she was like, amazing. Like people lobbied to get her on SNL. Yes, they did. Yeah, it wasn't just like a, hey, we're going to get Betty White to host. It was like her fans were like, no, you need to get Betty White on here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's saying something, too. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did those that horrible horror movie, Lake Placid. Oh, was she in that? Oh, yeah. That was kind of what rejuvenated her film career. Oh, okay. So, uh... Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it was a wonderful reunion with the other Golden Girls. You think so? Or do you think they all hated each other? I don't know. You got some inside scoop? I know. Well, I know that she and B did not get along. But B. Arthur didn't get along with anybody. Yeah. She she always... Cranky trans. She she always seemed like she was... Like the resting bitch face was not just resting bitch face. It was like... Yep. That's just her. Oh, 
well, there's a lot of good ones at the top of the list now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Dick Van Dyke, 97 years old. I'm sure he's got to be feeling some pressure now. I would think so. Henry Kissinger, 99. Henry Kissinger still Lansbury. alive? Yep. Oh. Angela Lansbury, 97. Bob Barker, 99. Bob, wait, Bob Barker's still alive? Yep. Wow. I mean, just his head, but... Frozen, like Walt Disney? Yes. Oh. Uh... Country singer Loretta, Loretta Lynn is 90. Okay. Jimmy Carter, 98. Tony Bennett, 96. Wow. Harry Belafonte still alive, 95. Mel Brooks. Yeah, that's going to be a hard day. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski, he's 80. Unabomber. <laughs> I don't think that that's, he's really on the forefront of like the American psyche of who's going to die next. No, Burt Backrack, 94. I mean, how do you think you reach you reach your mid to late 90s, right? And you're you're painfully aware that like probably each day is a gift. But how do you think that weighs on somebody's mind? I mean, do you think that by 95 you're just like I just can't wait for this to be over? Or do you feel like there are people that are like, no, I'm I'm clawing for every fucking day that I can get? <laughs> I'm sure it's both. Okay. I'm sure it's both. I mean, I can't imagine like, like I'm 47 now. I'll be 48 this year, and I'm like, I'm panicking about like, hopefully, what's going to happen in like 50 years, but like. I can't imagine being that close to it and being like, okay, I'm ready. You think you got 50 years left? No, but I can hope. <laughs> I mean, I'd be 97. That's not unheard of. My grandmother was in her mid to late nineties when she died. Yeah. So, you know, and that was like natural causes. Well, that's good. Yeah. She couldn't hear a damn thing by the end, but <laughs> you know, it was still a, you know, it was one of those things where you'd go and visit her and she'd be like, how are you? I'm fine. What? I'm fine. Huh? Good. And you would just like nod your head. Yes. You know, that was, that was the level of like communication and stuff, but mm. you know, well, he gets to that point. Yeah, I know. Gets to that point. It's like, I don't want to get old. Older. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to lose my hearing. I don't want to lose my sight. I don't want to lose my mobility. Nope. So, uh, yeah. So the, the number one people who also asked question on Google for Bob Barker is, where is Bob Bob Barker buried? And it says that there's a future burial site already picked out for him. Behind curtain number three? Yes, at Forest Lawn Memorial Park, Los Angeles. Okay, well, that's nice. Yeah. That would be nice. That's a morbid thing, too. Going and, and purchasing the place you're going to be buried? Well, Nicolas Cage has already purchased his place. It's going to be in a cemetery in New Orleans. Well, I can see that. He's fucking crazy. It's a, it's it's a big pyramid with the name cage on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that like, 
when my mom died and she was she was cremated and my father had her in the house for a while and then decided that it was too painful to have her in the house so they moved her to this um like a military cemetery okay that my father like because he served in the military he could get it's not in a mausoleum but there's this wall of things outside where like the nameplates are and they unscrew them okay. and put the thing in there and he's like yeah i'm going in there too and i was like how weird is that that you know that when you die that's where you're going like that's just so right. weird oh well, I guess it's better than finding out that you were like left in the back of a rent a car because nobody liked you. <laughs> no, but then like scatter your ashes somewhere. Like, why? What good is that going to do? I don't know. Closure. Yeah. Oh, screw do one closure. of those things that when you die, they they do whatever they do to you, and then like they put you in a in a tree planter thing, and then like the tree grows from you. So at least you're sustaining some kind of life. Hmm. But I don't think there's any nutritional benefit to being cremated and then have a tree grow out of you. No, th- for I, for that you're not cremated. They do something else with you. Oh, chop you up in little bits. Probably put okay. you through a big like person-sized meat grinder. Nice. Also known as a witchiver. Yeah, or probably. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that could be kind of fun. What being the person that that throws the bodies into the woodchipper? No, like like at the cemetery having a big woodchipper, <laughs> and then like they they bring your your coffin out like you're going to be buried, and then like they slip and push it in the woodchipper, and <laughs> there you are all over your family and friends one last time. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's called a tree burial. A biodegradable urn. Let's see. It's an egg-shaped pod. Oh, I got to hang on. All right. So Capsula Mundi is a cultural and broad-based project which envisions a different approach for the way we think about death. It's an egg-shaped pod, an ancient and perfect form, made of bio- biodegradable material where our departed loved ones are placed for burial... Ashes will be held in the small egg-shaped biodegradable urns while bodies will be laid down in a fetal position in large pods. So I guess you can do either. Uh, the capsule will then be buried as a seed in the earth. A tree chosen in life by the deceased will be planted on top of it and will serve as a memorial for the departed and as a legacy for posterity and for the future of the planet. Family and friends will continue to care for the tree as it grows. So wait... You have to so so if I do this, then my family has to show up and like water the tree. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's a little weird. So so I guess they have this big egg shape thing that then like they put your dead body in in a fetal position, and you decompose and then they under plant the tree. You? Yeah. Ew. That's kind of gross. But it says cemeteries will will acquire a new look. Instead of cold gray landscapes that we see today, they will grow a vibrant woodland forest. I would like to be buried and fertilize an orange tree. (laughs) 
So, you know, I can leave a little bit of me. Look, to be turned into a tree like this, it only costs 457 bucks. That's it? Yeah. No, there's got to be more preparation than that, isn't there? Right, the the Capsule and Mundy Organic Burial Pod comes in two shades, sand and white. I don't know why that fucking matters. <laughs> um so okay, so that's the base of four fifty seven. The living urn starts at one hundred and twenty nine dollars. The bio urns is one hundred and forty, so that would just be your dead body. Um, and then the price range is from two ninety five to six ninety five, so it's under a grand. Hmm. Okay. I know I've I think I've said this in on the show in the past, but my goal is to be um cremated. And then have my daughter take me around and throw me in the faces of the people I didn't like. Like that's not going to be traumatic. No. My daddy says bye. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh, what was that? Dad says bye. Mm, yeah. Don't worry, you'll be dead before me. So. You sure of that? Yeah, and I like you. So. Oh, okay. Leave my list somewhere for. <laughs> Go out and do your thing, child. You should f- film a final podcast. <laughs> Be like uh, Ready Player One. If you're watching this, I'm dead. Yes. And now, drum roll, please. And then she throws it in their face. I said bye. I hope that was my dick in your mouth. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> No? Too much? Yeah, a little too much. Ah, whatever. What are they going to do? Get mad at me? Exactly. I'm already dead. Come on. What's really funny, though, is if you look up uh, if you look up the term after death tree pod on Google and you go to images, there is a there is a like a explanation of how like the dead body gets put into the fetal position. And then there's a picture of two people standing next to the pod thing. Oh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Ew. I mean, you're dead. What does it matter? That's still creepy. That's that's invasion of the body snatchers creepy. <laughs> but you're giving sustenance to a tree. Screw the tree. Oh, damn. You don't want to save the planet is like, you know, your dying last act. No. No? All right. No. Fuck the world. John's dead. Whatever. That's it. <laughs> Screw y'all. <laughs> so did you uh did you watch anything interesting since we've been away? Um I think I'm caught up. Okay, so did you finish Hawkeye? I did. Okay, what did you think about the finale? Uh, that was the finale. Yes, that was the finale. I thought I I liked a lot of it. Okay. I felt like they didn't bother to answer any questions other than who the uncle was. Well, they explained the watch. Well, that it belongs to his wife and who used she to be used a shield. Be agent. Shield. Yeah. That's it. Well, what more of an explanation did you want? Well, I don't know. I want to know that she's the illegitimate daughter of Agent Carter or something. <laughs> Maybe that'll come out in the future. I don't know. Mm. You know, I guess oh, it all depends on whether or not they're done with the Hawkeye character in in the Jeremy Renner sense. 
It, yeah. I mean, it answers some questions that they that they posed of like who she like, why was the watch important and and you know how Wait it ties minute, why in. Why was the watch important? Because I guess nobody's supposed to know she was a shield agent. Oh, okay. You know, when they said Rolex, it didn't. They never specified that it was a man's Rolex or a lady's Rolex, which is why everybody thought it was it was not have anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was that great like trick arrow fight. I thought that was great. I thought the making the trick arrows was fun. I love the shot I, where they they shoot the pim arrow at the truck. Yes, and it shrinks the the van. And she's like, "What do we do now?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask Scott." And then the owl like shows up and, <laughs> Comes and flies it away. Up. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Did you like the big musical number and, and the post credits? Well, it's like, why was that the post credits? Because they spent a shitload of money on okay that that scene, so that, that was going to get showed, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, I was waiting for something. I was waiting for the, you know, after the Filipino voice cast <laughs> credits. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that was really the end. That was it. Hmm. I liked the whole fight between Bishop and Yelena. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of fun. I mean, I like the humor in Yelena's character now. Yeah, she steals every single scene that she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Like finding her, um, Florence Pugh is just, has got great comedic timing and like they were able to use it to the maximum for her. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it was enjoyable. It just didn't feel like it was, I don't know, maybe it's like Loki. Maybe Renner's going to get another big paycheck and do another six episodes. I don't see. I don't. Or he's going to do two episodes and it's going to be the Kate Bishop show. I think that's more likely. I think it's, you will find out that Hawkeye is coming back and it's the Kate Bishop Hawkeye because that's why they have the whole thing with her name at the end. Mm. where she's like, what about this name? And he's like, come on, no. And so, you know, then it ends with the Hawkeye thing. Right. So I think whether regardless they they do Young Avengers, I think what you'll see is like, hey, we're bringing back Hawkeye. And it, it'll be her, and there'll be a couple of scenes in it where she calls Clint. And he's on the farm with the wife and kids, and he's not going to get involved in anything. Okay. Because, you know, he's required, he's, he's retired a couple of times now. So, right. I would, I would think that, like, and he's not that big of a star, right? He, he works a lot. Uh, Just because you work a lot doesn't mean you're a huge star. Well, no, but I mean, I mean, I can't think of any other role other than I remember he was on a TV show called the usual suspects. Okay. I mean, he did, he's been in a shitload of movies. He did hurt locker and, um, he was in the town. He was Swifty the dog and Arctic dogs. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's done a lot. Like Jeremy Renner has been on my radar for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was in that really bad SWAT movie with LL Cool J. And um, Colin Farrell. Mm. He played the bad guy in that. So, I mean, I think 
I think he'll always be. Oh, he played Jeffrey Dahmer. That's yeah. always an important role to list. That was his first, like that was his breakout performance. Oh, he was an angel. Oh, was he? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, he's done a ton. And I think that like going forward with Hawkeye under his belt, like that opens a whole lot more doors than if he had turned down that role. Hmm. I mean, he's like 50 now, so he needs to, right. you know, I feel like they all get to that point. I think that's why Robert Downey Jr. doesn't do it anymore. I think that's why Evans kind of stepped away because they don't want to be like, that's all that they're known for, even though right. that made them stars. Right. I mean, where would Robert Downey Jr. be if he didn't take Iron Man? Uh, he'd be making Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> like he was the gamble he was he got paid yeah. the least amount of money than anybody on the first iron man and got paid the most of anybody in in endgame so and justifiably i mean mcu would not be what it is without him but sure if there was no mcu he wouldn't have been the giant star he is now what else did you watch I watched Boba Fett. Yeah, what'd you think of Boba Fett? I really liked it. It was over too soon. <laughs> you didn't think it was, as one reviewer put it, worse than polio? No. Yeah, that was an actual headline. I liked that it answered questions. Mm -hmm. I liked the new characters. I did not like the whole parkour chase <laughs> after they leave the sanctuary. Yeah. I just all I, I mean every time they'd cut to the guys running away I just remember that stupid The Office episode with, oh with parkour 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 <laughs> parkour I mean okay there were a couple of th things like that there was that there was the MIT robot dogs that yeah were that was down kind of like, yeah where I was like well and that sand creature what the hell was that yeah I don't know I don't know. I mean, it was it was like a weird homage to the way that Princess Leia kills Jabba because he throws the chains around the, the thing's neck and like strangles it to right. death like she did. Um, but yeah, that was like out of like a nowhere. Like, what the fuck, man? It was out of a bad Ray Harryhausen movie. Kind of. It was like it was like um, what was it? Clash of the Titans? Yes. With the Kraken? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely a weird choice. Um, but it was surrounded by so much good stuff that I can forgive all the little like nuances. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, you know, everybody was bitching about all the flashbacks and it's like, well, they had to they have to set it up. Right. They, you have to know where we're coming from. Yeah. And I liked the way they did it. It's all done in the back to tank. He's having these weird dreams. Yep. Um, which, you know, always opens up the possibility of like un unreliable narrator. Like it's his dreams, but is he really dreaming what actually happened? Or, you know, we're going to come to find out that it's actually Dengar that got him out. Like in the, I guess the extended universe. Yeah. You know, there's, there's all kinds of shit like that, but like, um, the surrounding stuff of it, like, um, oh, when he go when they go into the, I guess it was a gaming establishment, 
whatever that the place sanctuary? was. The sanctuary. The sanctuary. And Jennifer Beals. Yeah, and you got Max Rebo there, and he they're playing yes. a version of the Cantina song. Yes, I liked that. They pan over, and Rex from Star Tours is there. Is the DJ? Is, yes. And, like, you can tell that, like, like we've said on, on a ton of occasions, that the people that are making this are true Star Wars fans. That they're not going to let the opportunity go by of like, hey, this is kind of like a cantina. Right. Did Max Rebo die on the on the sail barge? Well, you know, you know, Bib Fortuna made it out. So why couldn't he have made it out? Yep. And so there's all these little nuances. And I'm sure it's like um, so the first one was shot by Robert Rodriguez, who Mm -hmm. is a huge Star Wars fan. And the. I absolutely guarantee that the dude that was next to Max Rebo playing the guitar type thing, the guitar sounds coming out of that was probably Robert Rodriguez. Oh, really? Because he plays guitar a lot. He's always on set with a guitar. And I can just picture him going, if we're going to play the Cantina song in a Star Wars TV show, I'm going to do it. So, so I'm sure that there's all those little things when you're sitting around and you're like, what are we going to do with this character? And it's like, we got to show him get out of the Sarlacc pit. Yep. Um, and if we're going to go into a bar, we've got to play the Star Wars song. we got to play the Cantina song. Sure. And then, you know, they're sitting around set dressing and they're like, you know what would be funny? Like, they've got that Rex that's now a DJ at the bar at Disneyland. Let's mm-hmm. throw him in. So I, I just always appreciate that level of like... You know, I I was kind of convinced at one point that the moisture farm that they saw the raid happening at was the was Luke's. I I was thinking that too. But I think the main building, mm-hmm. the one that actually sticks out of the ground, was a little bit too big to be Luke's. Oh, okay. I think I think maybe moisture farms might all look the same. Hmm. Well, definitely because of the architecture. Yeah. But it was very, very reminiscent of the homestead. Yes. It There was that big black, like, domed thing to the side, and then it looked like there was a, uh, like, a crater yep. off to the right. And I was like, oh, wow, is this Luke's homestead? And, like, it keeps getting raided, which is why when Ray shows up in the third movie, it's there's nobody there. Hmm. Like there, okay. there was all those questions, but I don't think they're going that far. I think that was just another random, sure farm. Could be, but there, there are all those callbacks, and I, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know that Robert Rodriguez was in that first episode? He, he's the voice of um, the Trandoshan. Trandoshan, yeah, who gives him the the Wookie pelt. Yep, may you never leave Mosespa. <laughs> He's got a couple of lines where I can tell it's him in the trailer, so I don't know if he's done multiple voices for other. He's done creatures. apparently he's done at least two. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the callback shit. I enjoyed. Um, the way they're telling this story, and the way he's approaching being a a crime lord differently than those in the past right so i i want to see where this goes i i'm 
I'm guessing he has some sort of alliance with the Tusken Raiders now. I, I would assume so, because when we see him show back up in the Mandalorian, he's wearing very similar robes to them. And he's yep. carrying a, ga- a gaffy stick and the, the, what do they call it? The cyclo rifle, like the really long rifle that he was carrying yeah, yeah, yeah. in Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'm, yep. I'm assuming that like, we're going to find out that, um, he gets taken in by the Tuscan Raiders while looking for his armor. And okay. like, he just happens to see the Mandalorian and his armor goes sh- shooting by and is like, okay, I mm-hmm. got to go now. Mm. I mean, I loved when he was sitting on the throne and the, the, the guy that was part of the mayor's office shows up. Yes. And he was like, um, the, the mayor's, the, the mayor's dude was like, well, I need tribute. And he turns to, he turns to Fennec Shan. He's like, what? I'm not understanding this. And she's like, you need to pay him. He's like, but I'm the crime Lord. Yes. She's like, well, you want me to kill him? No. Okay. And then she's like, like she wants him to be carried in the town on the litter. On a litter? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just going to walk. Yes. Oh, the writing's really good. I really enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the reason that we got seven episodes instead of six is that like they wanted to do this one that kind of set shit up. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, the, the next six are just going to be batshit crazy. Sure. And I guess there was an interview with Robert Rodriguez where they asked him about the trailer and he said that encompasses maybe a half of the first episode. Yes. I remember that because we can't give away anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just assuming that all kinds of people are going to start showing up in this next couple. Sure. And shit's going to get nuts. Mm-hmm. I just hope that, that, uh, what was her name? Luke's friend who was hanging out with Biggs. Oh, at Tashi station. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's her in the, in the, as an old lady. Oh, I don't know. I'm just hoping I want some really obscure callbacks. (laughs) I mean, I think Tashi station is going to be obscure to the casual viewer. You think so? There. Okay. So there's, there's a level of star Wars fandom that you and I are both in that have seen all the deleted scenes and know what, what Tashi station looks like. And so when that kind of shit shows up in trailers for Boba Fett, there are, you know, detailed breakdowns of what the steps look like and what's on the side of the steps and the reverse shots of the wall look exactly like Tashi station. We're, we're that level. And so the average casual star Wars viewer who has liked say the sequels who are now watching Mm -hmm. this have no idea. And that's okay. I, that's okay. It's just for me. No, and that's the thing. That's, that's just for me. That's who they're you know, making it they for. find like you know, like she's an old drunk in the bar, <laughs> and somebody says, "Oh, ever since her boyfriend Biggs got killed by the Empire." <laughs> but I mean, she wouldn't be that she's old. She's still alive. She's she's less. She's fifty six. Yeah, but I mean, the character. This is only. Well, depending on... Okay, so so this was happening during Return of the Jedi. 
So it's only been like five years since Luke left Tatooine. Mm. I mean, the fact that, you know, we've all aged that much doesn't mean these characters in this time period would. Right. Well, maybe she'll play another role. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know what I really want to see? What? I want to see Major Bren Derlin show up. Who's Major Bren Derlin? John Ratzenberger. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, reminiscing in, in again, in the bar, reminiscing in the bar about the glory days on Hoth. <laughs> At the end, he walks in. Yeah. Or like a really fit guy who turns out to be like Porkin's son. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Porkins! John Ratzenberger is like an intergalactic mail carrier. That would be hilarious. He's like, I'm just here to drop off the mail. I got a package for you. <laughs> Could be. You think he'd be up for that? Yes. Okay. He's up for anything. I mean, just because he's the Pixar good luck charm doesn't mean, you know, they could get him for Star Wars. Well, they could get him and Treat Williams. Was Treat Williams in Star Wars? He was in Empire Strikes Back because he went to visit Carrie one day and they threw him in a costume. On Hoth? On Hoth, oh, yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, like really weird callbacks like that. Would yeah. Be interesting. I mean, you, you don't but, think it's too much fan service? No, no. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> That's what you and I think that's exactly what's wrong with the Star Wars Hotel oh. is there's no fan service. Yeah, well. It's a bunch of people who weren't fans of the series who are creatively there to make a dollar <laughs> and they don't understand what the fans want. And you can't be creating this experience for the wealthy because there are all these fanboys who are going to take out second and third mortgages on their mobile homes <laughs> <laughs> so they can go to this place. Yep. But they'll get to meet Chewbacca in like the bar, so it's all right. Yeah. That's connected enough, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Nope. Well. You know how they feel, John. It's all about the almighty dollar. That's it. Welcome to America. Please leave your soul on the doorstep. That's right. <laughs> Take your soul out before you get in. Yep. Did you watch The Expanse? I just finished the next two episodes. Okay. Um, they got an awful lot to finish. <laughs> I was, so this last episode, I became really concerned about the lead actor. Um, oh, really? he looks super ill. Is he supposed to be? Well, so that was my concern. Like he's way, way thin. It looks like, you know, he's got these huge bags under his eyes. And I was like, I was thinking like, remember the Spartacus show where the main actor died like halfway no. through it. Okay. Well, no. there was a show called Spartacus and it had Lucy Lawless in it. And the main actor okay. who played Spartacus 
died during the making of it and had to be replaced. And so then like, you know, the dude that replaced him looks nothing like him. Um, but I got really concerned. Like this dude looks really ill. So I started looking it up and apparently this guy is a method actor and he decided and he's a singer and he's a singer. And he decided that what he was going to do was show the physical toll that it was taking on Holden to be in the position that he's in. Okay. And so he lost a ton of weight. He asked the makeup crew to make him look like stupid ill. And that's what you're seeing. And I was like, bravo to that. But like, you don't look well. <laughs> mm. it, it reminded me of when people would see Chadwick Boseman in interviews between like the movies and they're like, why is he so thin? Right. Like, is he okay? And then you find it, come to find out that he's dead. So it's really wild that there are like 10 pages of postings for is Stephen straight sick? Yes. More on his illness and health update. Yes. And there's some interview where he, he breaks it down and he's like, no, I'm not sick. This is all for show. And it's like, bravo, but you're scaring people. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, and I, I really enjoy the space battles in it, in the expanse. Mm-hmm. This last episode where they were trying to hit the other ship and it kept breaking left. And yep. so they send a barrage to the left to get them to go that way. I was like, Oh my right. God, this is like so good. So I really, I really like that. Yeah. And I'm sad that this is the last season with only a couple more episodes uh, left. I know. What's what's uh, Agadashu going to do? <laughs> uh. I mean, there aren't going to be anything on TV in a couple of weeks. Uh, No. What's after Boba Fett? I don't know. They haven't said. Which is really weird because usually Disney has all that shit lined up so that they don't lose the subscribers. Right. But they haven't said what's coming next, like live action. At least that I could find. Right. So I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff filming already, so. Well, and there's a bunch of stuff. Maybe, that, it, maybe it's a race. That has finished, like. Like they, I know for a fact that they, Andor's done and Obi Wan's done. But you know, what are they gonna? Is it, are they gonna try to to swap it with something from Marvel? But I haven't heard what's coming from Marvel either. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not really sure. I watched um, on Christmas Day. We watched the Matrix. Uh, the new the, one. The new Matrix. It's getting a ton of shit online, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I think people want too much of the old Matrix movies. Uh huh. Um, and this is um, now Lana Wachowski, who <laughs> who. Um, whose parents died within like five weeks of each other. Oh. And so she said about finding out that both. No, she and her sister were 
were trans? Yes. No. Okay. So she wrote this from as a therapeutic way of um, dealing with their loss. And so there's a lot of undertones of, of um, grief and healing and not knowing who you are in the world and like real heavy like innuendos of, of those types of things. Um, hmm. And it's also wrapped within this weird meta thing of like um, it's kind of told in the trailer so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. The Matrix movies exist within the Matrix now. Oh. And okay. So there's a scene where you find out that there are video games based on the movies and Keanu Reeves character has made these and it's a kind of a way to cope um, with past okay. with past trauma or I, is he still in the matrix? Yes. So he didn't get out. Did you watch the first three? Yes. Okay. So at the end of it had that hairy little girl at the end with the bench with his name <laughs> on it. <laughs> yes. But at the end he sacrifices himself to get rid of Smith inside the matrix. And it's presumed that he was dead, but he actually wasn't. Okay. So he gets reinserted into the matrix and there's an, there's an entire reason why that I won't go into, but, um, so there's this weird meta thing of like Warner brothers has gone to this company and says, you have to make matrix four and we're going to make it with or without you. So you might as well make it the way you want, which I thought was a real like heavy handed, like probably what happened to the Wachowskis. Somebody probably was like, we need these, these character rights because we're going to make this with or without you. And so after the death of her parents, Lana Wachowski was like, well, fuck it. I'll just make this. But there's this really weird meta commentary that goes on in the film about sequels and reboots and, and making things that aren't really necessary to be made all within the guise of the matrix movie. It's, it's weird, but it works for what it is. Okay. So Neil Patrick Harris was in it and he was way better than I thought he was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's one good reason not to see it. (laughs) The guy that played Kristoff in, um, frozen Frozen? is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Does he sing the matrix is better than people? No. No. That would no. have been funny though. The Matrix is better than people, and he's got like a pet reindeer. Yes. Uh, but I mean, if you're a fan of the first ones, because like when Matrix Two and Three came out in the movie theaters, it was not really well received. Right. And they've grown on people over time. And I feel like this movie will too. I feel like a lot of people don't understand the subtext of a lot of the things that are going on. And they just want to see Neo back as this ass kicking thing. And there's, there's trauma that he's trying to get over, um, in his life because the machines are manipulating him and all this other kind of shit that's going on. And he's not like just Neo from the beginning there's a there's a story that's actually going on and they're apparently they're not making any more so this was their one shot at like telling a a 
cohesive story about this to get to the end. So, okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I still don't think I'm going to see it. Okay. <laughs> but hey, as long as Kanunu gets work. <laughs> um, how is the new cast? Is it disturbing? Who is it? Is it Jada Pinkett and Lawrence Fishburne not back? Well, Jada Pinkett's in it. Okay. Um, there is a, an adult version of the hairy little girl that you talked about. Oh yeah. Who's not played by her, but played by somebody else. Um, Christina Ricci is in it for all of maybe a minute and a half. Okay. Which was weird because it was, that was like big news. It was like the Wachowski or Lana Wachowski added Christina Ricci to the matrix. And like, she's not in any of the trailers and she's not in any of the posters. And it's like, one scene where she talks about the matrix and then she's gone. Oh, I was like, Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I mean, the younger cast is, is okay. It's got, um, did you watch iron fist? What, when it was on Netflix? Oh, uh, the, the, the Marvel. No, I show. did not. The girl that played Colleen wing in that is, um, her character name is bugs and she's like, she's the captain of the ship that is after Neo is after freeing Neo and her crew consists of a couple of people. There's one guy that was in Stargate universe. Um, I can't remember where the other two are from, but they're like, they're established actors that I recognized. So it was a little bit better than like the unknowns. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. Okay. I think they've, even better. They've basically said this is it. This be it. This is it. No this more. Sh- no farther. This sh- this shit's done. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> Patrick Stewart is going to take over as Neo. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Well, you know, I could see them doing sequels with a bunch of different people taking over the role of Neo. Yeah. Kind of like, what was it? The, uh, uh, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? of Dr. Parnassus. That's yep. what I was just going to say. Yep. <laughs> or what was the one? What is it? Being John Malkovich? Uh, yeah. Being Keanu Reeves. I think everybody needs to be Keanu Reeves, though. Just once. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's one of those guys that like hasn't hasn't had a really shaded past. Like everything that you hear about him is like, you know, he's on a plane that has to emergency land. So he he rents a van for everybody to drive back. Right. And he's in the van with them and shit like just Mm -hmm. a total like down to earth kind of dude. It just happens to be famous and rich. Yeah, right. I mean, and have an amazing portrait in his his attic. That's right. That's right. There was a when they were promoting the Matrix Resurrections, there was a thing with him and Carrie Ann Moss, where they asked what's different, and he said, "Well, we got older, 
And she said, you didn't. And he says, well, I tried. It just didn't happen. <laughs> He's aware of all the memes. Is he? Yes. Does that make him a meme? Well, he's extremely memeable. So, like, people take advantage of it. There yeah, was, um, you've seen Sad Keanu, right? Of him sitting on the yeah. park bench eating the sandwich? Yes. He, one of the things that Keanu did in the later part of 2021 was he wrote a series of comic books. And the artist who, and I guess they decided that to cast him as like the main visual influence for the main character. And so what Keanu wasn't aware of until the actual, um, um, the actual, I want to say episode, but that's not right. Issue came out was that they use a still of him as sad Keanu where he's sitting on the bench as this character who is sitting waiting in the rain. And so okay. they show it side by side and you can totally see it's Keanu Reeves a sad Keanu. And in the interview, he was like, I was just eating lunch. It's <laughs> like, I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. Right. Poor Keanu. Why poor Keanu? He's got it made. I know. He's had a shitty life, though. He has? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, he had um, his father abandoned the family. Um, I want to say he he lost a child with his girlfriend and then she was killed in a car wreck. Oh. And then his sister had leukemia. Like, mm. dude has had some trauma in his past and still remains oh, humble. Yeah. Well, you know, magic comes at a cost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just takes the life essences out of the people he works with. Yep. Like he sits there and he's like, um, Patrick Swayze has had a good career. Let me take all that from him during point. Break. <laughs> Could be. He also took the Gary Busey stuff, which is why Gary Busey is now fucking crazy. Well, then he must've worked with Mickey Rourke too. <laughs> he might've. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Yep. Well, like I said, I think we could all be a little Keanu. (laughs) Everybody needs a little Keanu in their lives. The world would be a better place if everybody was more Keanu. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It should be everybody's 2022 resolution. Be a little bit more like Keanu. All right, I'm gonna call everybody, dude. Dude, whoa. Dude, dude, dude. Well, then we sound like somebody else we know. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. Huh. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been permanently banned from Twitter. Only her personal account. She has a professional account that she can keep tweeting through. But if she keeps tweeting the wrong stuff. But she's just going to use that as fodder for her stupid followers. Yeah. 
I mean, she really is. There's, I don't think anybody has ever accused her of being smart. I don't know how she got elected. I don't know if she was giving out hand jobs at the polls, but there is something majorly wrong with her. Well, uh, with a lot of them. Well, but, and, but she's an outspoken mouthpiece of this. And like, she, she has to have somebody in her life to pull her back and be like, you sound fucking crazy. Well, no, because that's like, uh, uh, what was her name? The, she was Trump's advisor and her husband like started the, the company to like, you know, Oh, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Yes. I mean, obviously her husband was like, look, babe, you really are fucking nuts. You should just shut up. <laughs> Take the check. Yeah, and but she didn't. She just kept being real fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh man. We're all doomed. Doomed, doomed. So this is what the end of the world's going to look like. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Live it up, folks. You only live once, and if this is all you have, I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, no, no, that's it. All right. All right. Well, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can f- follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. Mm-hmm.